0: Welcome, 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 welcome back. Um, Today is episode three of the Creative Process Podcast or Creative Process. I don't know why I said the Creative Process. The whoa, whoa, the Creative Process Podcast. I don't know why I said that. But anyways, episode three. Today we have on my really, really good friend of mine, um, Kieran Dowd, all the way over from Wigan um, in the lovely country of England. Basically... We talk about some good design stuff. We talk about getting burnt out, which a lot of emphasis on that. Know your limits. Know your limits 100%. But we also do talk about his home football club or soccer club, um, soccer team um, called Wigan Athletic. We talk about a lot of of their whole situation and everything. We talk about soccer every time we have a conversation. So it was bound to happen. But anyways, enjoy Episode 3 of Creative Process. And, you know, comment down below. Let me know what you're thinking. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Creative Process. Today's episode three, and obviously if you're viewing this on um, the live stream in Twitch, or if you're viewing this on YouTube, you can see the guest that I have on today. His name's Kieran. Kieran and I have known each other for a while now, but we'll get into, um, into talking to Kieran in a little bit here. Um, I just want to thank you guys for coming out today. Um, I hope the background music isn't too uh, distracting, but I wanted to add a little bit more ambient atmosphere um rather than just dead silence when you don't hear anyone talking so um anyways karen i guess we'll get into it it's nice to talk to you again um i know i was on an episode of yours when you started it um i was gonna ask you about that but let's get into you first introduce yourself to the people and tell the people what you do um and everything like that and then we'll probably talk about how we met and everything um as we go on so yeah
1: yeah so uh my name's curious jared explained i'm a graphic designer based in wigan which is in the united kingdom england uh, i've been designing for a good, i'd say 10 years now to be fair i started off sort of doing esports graphics and then uh that was due that was like just due to in, being in the gaming scene at the time and i thought it was a good place to start and get me my designs out there and then he ended up going into, well, I, I talked to you about it Jared, not many people know what I actually do on the side, so <laughs> my main job is I work with uh brewery companies like pubs and stuff like that and I design like pub visuals, And um, so for example these breweries would take on new pubs and they'd want to do them up all fancy and then they come to my company I work for and I end up end up designing these, um so that's my full time job and then I also do a bit of sport stuff on the side. And just any freelance what clients come to me really
2: mm-hmm.
0: awesome yeah, so, yeah you showed me... About me oh sorry i interrupted you there for a little bit um you showed me what you did what it, what were they labeled as what were they labeled as in the pdf i forgot what they were labeled as um well, uh, like the, just... the static like mocks of like the signs you did or like the the branding like the outside branding that you did for those pubs it, that's really interesting.
1: It's It's just like they well, basically just show him exactly what it's gonna look like when it's done. Um, yeah, and then obviously you show them, like a spec side of it, and then they want to know how exactly these signs and stuff are being made, which is, which will probably be a, another topic we could talk <laughs> about at some other point. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's a whole different thing.
0: Yeah, that it interests me because, like, you see, like I guess no matter where you are, people can relate to this. Like, you see pubs or bars or whatever I guess they're called pubs in Europe and they're called bars here um but like you see even stores in general they have these crazy elaborate signs that you wonder sometimes like how the hell how the hell are they even made um but yeah um I want to talk about right off the rip um you wanted to talk about this and I think it was a great topic but we'll we'll jump into it right away um specifically about it within design um, I'm looking over at at the Twitter DMs just to make sure um, I get it right. Uh, but basically, like blowing yourself out, kind of getting, um, you know, overwhelmed or getting getting overworked in a sense, right? That's kind of what you were touching on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, it, it, that's a great that's that's a great way to to kind of it's a it's a great topic to to address because at least me personally, like when I was coming up, when I was deciding that I wanted to do design. Potentially as a career, right? I was like, okay, like I got to do this all times. Like I have to keep doing it no matter what. Like I'll, I'll sometimes I remember I'd work, I'd do that, like, I'd be on a computer for like 15 hours, 12 hours a day. And it's just because I thought that was the right thing to do. But then I realized like just getting just overwhelmed with anything. What's your experience in that type of stuff?
1: Yeah, so sort of like um, those you might know, there was, remember when we were running studio 1996 and um, we sort of took on anything and everything, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Just anything we could get our hands on, just to and a bit of money on the side and stuff like that. But what it, it, with that, I was I was enjoying it. But it it's like there's there's only so much what you can do before your creative, like or well, the whole process of it, it, it just becomes. Oh, this is just for the money. I, it doesn't. I don't really care how it looks as long as the client's happy. I'm not really bothered. It's money. End the day. And I think that's a really bad mindset to be in. Mm-hmm. I know I was in that for a, for a while and it sort of like have regret some things when I've done but then you learn from it you know what I mean it's it's an experience it's one of them I just think there's a point where you can only take like a certain amount of work on before your work starts becoming looking a bit rubbish but mm-hmm. now you're not happy with it yourself and then you sort of get into this mind flow where you just think everything you're doing just it just looks now I know that's what I was doing I was just taking projects on just because they was there and you and in kind of hindsight, I should have just took on the projects what I was actually wanting to do instead mm. of anything, because then I can actually show what I, I'm about instead of just doing the odd little, uh, odd little design, which is just doing you a little bit of money. So looking back on things like that, I'd, I'd rather have just took on projects I'd, I'd have known how I put my heart and soul into, because it can just make your work look scruffy. I don't know if, what you think about that. Just look, you know, just bog standard.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I, I, you put that you put that in a really good way and used a really good experience for that because, like that's exactly how I felt it as well. Like I was taking on everything and anything to figure out ways. Granted, it was it's our it's all part of the process. So I like I like when you said that as well. Like you you got to experience at least as it is, as a freelancer wanting to get into freelance designing. Like you got to experience the like just taking stuff on because you need the cash or taking stuff on because, like you basically have to right but there was a yeah. sense of like there was a sense of like i don't know what why am
1: i doing this exactly you know
0: I mean? yeah yeah there was there was a sense of like is this project really like something that i want to work on like is this project something that like half the time like actually probably the majority of the commissioned projects i've worked on early in my career would didn't even see the light of day after, you know, after they went out, like they weren't put on my portfolio, you know, like yeah. it, it wasn't work that I like thought was done really well. It was just cause it had a monetary value to it. And it was, I was like doing a service and it was like, okay, get it done, ship yeah, it off, you know, get it done, ship it off. Send, send the PayPal invoice and, and call it a day. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that is exactly it. That's,
1: that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. And I'm like, looking back now it might have been good when you first started you know just to get your clients and make a bit of a circle of clients Mm -hmm. but then now especially since me me and yourself we've got on a bit in design and we we actually want to do the pro you know do the projects what we enjoy because we've had that experience before now which is sort of worked in our favor because now we're doing things what we want to do but i think it's one of them you experience it and then the thing is to not let it get to you I think Cause I, I, it really did get to me like I was taking on too many things it was part of the reason I shut shut studio night night six down I thought I'm taking on projects here what I don't even want to be doing you know what I mean and mm-hmm. it, it's making not just the designer but the person who's in charge of the service look bad you know what mm-hmm. I mean and I thought I can't be doing this anymore so I sort of went down my own line of doing my own things and taking on projects i want to do you know what i mean but i think it's one of them until you experience it you you won't know but all i can say is to anyone who's going through that mindset of you're doing this just to get a bit of money is um just work on projects you actually want to put your art and soul into because at the end of the day it's going to make you a better designer that's it
0: yeah i would i would i would second that i would second that 100 percent. but i guess in your case like especially when you started it up early because you started studio 1996 originally and then, we decided to start it up again. Yeah, we did a yeah. second time. So it was just like it's different when you're doing it for a business rather than like I guess, I guess like like for Studio Nineteen Ninety Six. It's not directly like Kieran Dow Designs or like Kieran Dow, you know, Graphic Design LLC or whatever. Like it's not your direct business, like under your name. So it's like it's more under an entity type of thing. If you get what I mean. So like there. It's not super personalized to where you feel like, especially um, out the gate, like you can't really curate. You're just trying to get work for the business to establish a reputation. To whereas if you like set up your own freelance gig, you can curate what clients you contact, you know, those type of people, like the people you want to work with rather than the people that come to you to work with you, you know? Yeah. I, I mean you'll still have it but I think I think it's different especially starting out a new business you're kind of taking in work maybe you don't want to do just to establish a reputation so people come back um yeah. that i I was just playing devil's advocate with that but um I guess on a personal side of things yeah i hundred percent like get this whole get this whole topic and everything and it's it, it it aids in like just it aids in the frustration of everything too because it's like like, if I really, like, it makes you second-guess. At least it's, it's made me second-guess, like, a career path. It's like, if I'm second-guessing, you know, my work when I push it out, do I really enjoy what I do, you know?
1: No, I understand, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, that was the stuff I, exactly, like with myself, when I was, like I said, one of the reasons I was putting it, shut it down, because I was close putting stuff out, which I didn't really want to label with myself, because it's not really the the career I wanted to go down, like... It's uh it was just sort of a thing what I wanted to do just to earn a bit of money on the side but then you, lo- you know like yourself how busy stuff was get- it was getting really busy over the christmas period i remember one time i thought it's affecting me it was affecting my whole mindset of everything the way i was looking at things mm-hmm. and everything and i thought this this isn't the way this ain't the way to go down and you know like this is this isn't for me anymore but i think it comes to a, a point point, especially in someone's designing career i think it's basically like this with every designer like yourself like you start off in one path like for example for me it was doing esports designs and i think you sort of branch off to doing other things as well you know like there's instead of just doing the one thing you sort of go from one thing to the next but i thought you just know sometimes like especially with um like the community you're you're working with and stuff like that it's not for you you sort of know over the years and it just wasn't for me at the end of it so i'm that's where I decided to go, I and mean, obviously go and get a full-time job doing this pub and brewery side of it, which uh, I am enjoying. I've got to say, it's a whole, <laughs> I look at design a whole like different way. You know what I mean? It's uh, especially with the clients I work with as well; it great. You just look at everything differently, but it's it's one of them. Um, every industry is different what you're working in, and you, you'll you'll know that when you move on to something else. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that, it interests me, like because that's where I'm. I'm still at right now is like applying and you know waiting to get my foot in to get a full-time job um granted i may be too stubborn on this side of things maybe i'm just being a stubborn guy but i'm 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 applying to like sports places esports places and that's where i've already worked maybe i should you know open my mind a little bit and apply to things that involve the same like technique work but you know, different. It's a different medium of design rather than you know strict graphic design. You know, des- you're designing stuff for physical layout and like physical placement and like almost advertising in a sense, like physical sign advertise signage. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's. I can only imagine what kind of new avenue, like your your brain was probably thinking about it at first. You're probably just like, yeah, "What's going yeah. on?" Like,
1: <laughs> you know this, I, free mes- I free myself at it. I thought I've got, got nothing to lose. I've not got anything to pay for. <laughs> so I'm just going to give this a go. See what happens. Put my man. Like, first week, I was like, "Jesus Christ, what have I got myself into?" Here? <laughs> it's like you see you see things you design on obviously on the screen, and then you see it being produced. You know, like in a, on a massive scale. And, like, I think that's what sort of attracted me to it because obviously you get to see the design you've made on screen on like blown up onto a massive thing potentially on a, on a building where everyone's going to see. And I thought that instantly grabbed like what I wanted. To, that, that, that was just what I wanted to do. I thought mm-hmm. this, this is great. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to see what I can do. Yeah. Obviously, you've not got your logo on it saying this is designed by Kieran, but you know when <laughs> like, you walk past the sign or something, that's I did that. I yeah. Do you
0: know what I mean?
1: it's a a whole new way of looking at things but it it is good it's i think you've just got to be have your mind open to potentially doing other things you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and that's exactly what i did Mm -hmm. so yeah it's, it's, it's going great that side of it
0: yeah i think i just need to approach design rather than from like a like a niche specific like thing that like like what i've been doing um to more like I can apply my skills and stuff in different in different niches, and I need to realize that. I think I think I'm just. <laughs> I don't I don't know, but there is there is a side of it. Like some people would argue, like okay, you're applying to something that you want to do and you know you you know you'd enjoy. So there's a sense of comfortability to it, you know, as well. But
1: yeah. um, I would like to say as well, but if you're if you've got one goal in mind, you want to be like this designer, then just go for it. You know, what I yeah, mean? yeah. Everything, but if if does that. Thinking your head, saying, "Nah, I don't think this is for me." Then you've you've got to look at other things you can you can do. But that's that's the mindset I was in for yourself. I know what you what you're wanting to do. So it's like, I oh, will have said to you is 100% go for it. But for mm-hmm. me, I knew just this wasn't for me. And it was affecting me. So at that point, I think you've got to look at other avenues you can take your design to. You know what I mean? It's-
0: yeah, yeah, 100%. So let's get into um, you working with Wigan Athletic. That started yeah. last year, right? That started last season?
1: Beginning of last season, yes.
0: Beginning of last season. What is... Well, so a little bit about the club, though. Tell us a little bit about the club. What mainly I want to know after you explain about the club is the financial situation, because that's been a huge thing. Yeah. So, yeah, go for it.
1: Oh, obviously, uh, the Wigan's a, small, a relatively small club to people who do got more football. Everyone knows Man United and stuff, but Wigan's my team. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> we well, obviously we're in League One now but it was last season when we were no, sorry the season before when we was in the championship and we, just, we had a really good side we had like the Keith Mori was playing for Wales and the Euros we've, uh, we've, we had a really good side and we were probably looking for promotion season after we, we just I remember i remember when it all unfolded to be honest we just beat Stoke it was the night before and I thought this, this, we've got a good side here and then I, I was just designing from home at the time and I just had Sky Sports on just as you do for anyone who's into sports to the side and I was just uh, just watching what was going on and then all of a sudden it pops up saying Wigan is in administration. I was like, what? Like, We'd just be stoked that before, 3 0. It's like how hey, can this happen? Like Stoke were, fl- Stoke were flying at the time. There wasn't even enough like top of the top of the league. I thought we've got a we've got a good thing going for us here. And then it just popped up on screen Wigan Athletic entered the administration and it was just like like there was there was no there was no signs of it happening. Like when you look at Bolton Wonders and stuff like that and Bury for example there were clubs who went under administration as well but they sort of had signs that it was coming, you know what I mean there was stuff going on with the Germans. So, but Wigan there was nothing he literally just come all of a sudden so obviously we entered administration um, which was bad at the time obviously because uh, we had to lose a lot of our key players because we had to back sell things to raise money or keep the club going essentially until we found an owner. Yeah. Uh, which took a, which took a while to to happen, um, so we sold basically everything we had, apart from the stadium, which we couldn't sell because it was sort of linked to the council. So I'm, I'm not getting to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we couldn't sell it. couldn't sell that. So the, the, there was a point where I thought, is, is there anything I can do myself to help? Because obviously it's my club. I thought, is there anything I can do just to just to keep it running? Like especially like on visual terms, because you don't want to be putting up a little nap. You know I, I know, I was in administration, but probably want to put on a few logos saying that and a date, and I thought that's not very appealing, is it? You want to keep the fans' hopes, like uh, hopes and like keep the motivation there, sort of thing. So I thought I'd step in, um, just help where I could, really, especially in terms of graphic design. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also like donating to fundraisers just to help keep the club going. I'm not like not mega amounts, but just what I could. Yeah. In the, the day, you do what you can. Yeah. But I approached approached the media team and I just said, "Listen, if there's anything I can do in terms of graphic design, because I know graphic design is massive in sports, in it? especially on the visual aspect of it. And I thought if there's no one in place there, then at least someone can be doing something. So I offered my services for that uh, the whole twenty twenty and twenty one season, um, which I worked with various media staff on the media team, um, primarily the match day graphics. Because that's really what gets everyone's at- uh, attention. So I thought if I can offer something here, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I know obviously what happened with the club was bad, but it was uh, the situation sort of like was in my favour because it allowed me to get my name out there, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I've done it, I've had like a lot of uh, like people commenting on things. Like me, 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 reach has gone like pretty pretty big, especially in the Wigan area. Like a lot of people uh like know what i do sort of thing now so which is good um but yeah it was just one of them where i just stepped in where i thought i could help out and i did
0: mm-hmm. uh, so uh, so what what a lot of people at least from the united states they don't understand like what community is like how how big what's the population of wigan
1: oh i couldn't, I couldn't tell you we're part of We're part of Greater Manchester, so obviously you've got Manchester okay. United, Man City, what, tech over football. We're just like Wigan is probably like I'd say I don't know because I think Bolton sort of classed as Greater Manchester as well. I'm sure of it. So I think we're sort of just classed as the lower teams, but people still know us just because obviously we've been in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, so people know of Wigan. Yeah. I think a lot of American fans like it's It's funny because you see on Well, I see on Twitter that there's all these. Pages of uh, like foreign foreigners like knowing about Wigan and having their own page like Brazil like Brazil have got one Argentina they all have pages and obviously it's quite big in USA and I think there's a page from Brooklyn I think the like, Brooklyn Brooklyn they, anyway they're fan, they've got a bit of a fan base for Wigan so yeah
0: that's pretty insane yeah because like the community and like the fan side or like the supporter side of a football club um, is insane like. I ever since like ever since I really decided to be in be like super interested and like dedicated to the sport and like to really immerse myself in it like screw the players like if there was no support system behind the club like
1: yeah
0: it like it's that's what that's the most fun about it like I I remember my first my first my first soccer game was in LAFC versus Minnesota United and yeah. it was insane seeing how many fans, like, they, like, because I, I saw it, like, with, with um American football and, like, with baseball and, like, basketball and stuff. And, you know, that's, like, that was drilled into our heads from a young age, like, support these sports. And then all of a sudden you see, like, insane, like, almost chaotic fan bases behind soccer and, like, in a, in a, a crazy, like, different type of support as well. And it was just, like, oh, my goodness, like, what you know, is the
1: sport? What is the football scene over in America like? Because obviously, it's not like on the scale of what it is in UK. Because obviously, oh yeah. you've got your basketball and your baseball and stuff like that. But what does it compare to? Like, over up in yours, like how big is it basically?
0: It's, it doesn't compare to like American football. Well, it's a major league sport. That's like that's where the MLS comes from, major league soccer. But like, yeah. the devotion and the fan bases don't don't compare to like baseball American football and basketball but the good it the good thing is that it's super international and like there's a national team side of it rather like like the like basketball for instance they're playing in the Olympics but like let's be honest no one really cares about the US, USA basketball team we know they know they're gonna make it to the semifinals or the final anyways right like to play yeah. for the gold medal but like now seeing, like, Christian Pulisic, Wesson McKinney, like, Gio Reyna, like, those players, like, actually make a statement for the United States and play with humongous European clubs, that in a, that in itself is, like, expanding this, the soccer culture, and yeah. it, it does help when, like, we win tournaments. So, like, when we won the Nations League against Mexico and when we recently just won the Gold Cup, like, that helps a lot. But, like, the I think the biggest thing is, like, the MLS expanding into different, um, into different areas. Like they brought on Austin, a team in Austin, Texas this year. Um, next year they're bringing, I think Charlotte and St. Louis. It's like the league, the league keeps expanding and expanding, expanding my, my hope like for the league or for soccer itself is like MLS to compete with international leagues. Like not, not like, um, La Liga or like the Premier League there's no way it'll ever it'll ever compete to like those types of leagues but like the Eredivisie like the Belgian League um, like those small almost like export leagues like for Europe like how you find youngsters that play for IX and then they play for Barcelona you know Manchester United like those types of leagues that's what I want to see the MLS, MLS become and really start like shipping out American talent like that's that's my hope. That's my hope. Like I really, I really wish. And Pulisic is the one that started it all. So, <laughs> I'm,
1: yeah, I'm. There is a lot of talent in America. Like you see a lot of players coming through. Mm-hmm. You like and the, is, I think Is it Dortmund who have got like some good American youngsters? And I'm like, I'm looking at this, looking at stuff. These players come along, and then next week, next week they're going for like 80-odd million. And I'm like, oh, hey, does this happen? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's. I, I. think. I think more people are giving them a chance. Um, because of those names that I listed, like those names, like they've proven themselves as Americans. And I think Americans get a little bit of stick when it comes to soccer. Cause they, people like the world knows soccer is not a main sport or like a a cherished sport. Like it is over in Europe for Christ's sake. Like soccer is like, if like, like Raheem Sterling, I feel like is, or maybe a weird name, but I feel like he's viewed as like royalty over and over in Manchester, you know? Just because, like, that... It's just the sport... It, the sport is so much bigger over in Europe, and it's... I think yeah, they're, they're, they're now starting to get a little bit of respect, so that's good.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, it's especially on the way I see it is. you see a lot of, like, English fans becoming invested... Sort of invested into American, like, MLS now. But mm. I think it's all due to, like, myself, I just think it's run really well. You know, especially with all the salary caps and everything, what, coming... And you get players over here who are just earning, like... They're just sitting on the bench and earning more than what any American player could earn, you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. think that system, the whole system what MLS have is fantastic. It's something what needs to be implemented over here.
0: The only thing that needs to be implemented into the MLS that isn't is relegation and promotion. So we yeah. do we do have lower leagues, but it's it's actually crazy. So the MLS is its own entity, right? There's no lower leagues to the MLS. Then there's a league system below the MLS that is called the USL which is the United Soccer League there's a top there's a top tier it's the USL Championship and then there's one and two and I think there's a third league underneath that as well but that works promotion relegation and yes. some of those like championship teams and league 1 teams um, are linked with MLS clubs like they're their second sides or something like how Bayern has their second side playing in like the third division or something you know yeah. like that type of example. But there's no way for like those League One teams or like USL Championship teams to get promoted into the MLS. Do you know to get that money. You know to get that yeah. like that sponsorship money and stuff. Which it's I think great. if if they implemented that, oh my god, soccer would go yeah. crazy.
1: Definitely. It's fuck soccer. I did a whole project on on um, Nashville. They were uh, Nashville. They was in the USL, and obviously they got accepted into MLS at the time. So I sort of like got a bit, did a bit of research on what it's all about. And you have to apply. You have to apply, don't you, to obviously get into the MLS, which was which was pretty. It looked it looked pretty straightforward for David Beckham and his team. But <laughs> it's like you look at all these other teams and they're like performing really well, and the, it's just no promotion side to it, which I just can't understand. Yeah. Uh, but, obviously that's just that's a whole new, just a different league in it to what it is over here. But mm-hmm. I suppose everyone has their own rules.
0: Yeah, we kind of got off topic there, didn't we? Talked about football well, and everything. I, I,
1: I, we're all about it, though.
0: Aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. It's hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, to kind of get back on topic, are you going to be working for Wigan this upcoming season or no?
1: Well, I can't. I, can't, I don't want to say. I don't want to hundred percent say. It's sort of. Uh, i mean, talks potentially to uh do some design work i don't really want to want to go too much into it in case it doesn't happen uh, <laughs> but there is i think there is a good chance that i will so we'll just see i see what happens really yeah there it goes you'll see you'll see something on twitter if it does you, you know you will <laughs> yeah yeah
0: 100 so yeah. kind of give i i saw i i want to get back into wigan a little bit i saw that the owner
1: yeah
0: he's is he like really involved on in social media or was i seeing something else
1: no you what well, the chairman uh it's called talal um there's a group there's a group they called phoenix 2021 um, okay and they met the different directors who bought wigan out uh talal being the chairman and he he made a twitter account right he made a twitter account and everyone thought that he was posting just like this was before they even got announced you know as the new owners and the twitter account just looked like a spam account i'm gonna be honest you know just like some random was just like posting things, just you know what I mean. Just someone yeah. who thinks noise, just trying to get likes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're always taking it seriously until the the announcement came out, which uh, that it was funny because in the announcement it was like, yes, that Twitter account is real, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so that's but but the thing is he even said that at that point afterwards people were still like no I don't believe that it's real you know what (laughs) I mean so but the thing is that the Talal he's coming and he's not he's not like any other chairman like what I've seen on social media he's really invested in the fans he gives the fans a shout like if something wants to happen like he'll respond to fans which is absolutely fantastic Uh, not many owners do that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's hard to find an owner that'll do that and uh, so far, he's he's doing what he said. He set out to doing. You know what I mean? It's really good to see that he's heavily invested into uh, communicating with the fans and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's I because I saw that I saw you probably retweeted it or whatever. However, I saw it on Twitter and I was like, this like you don't see a chairman usually like come out and like interact with the fan base like like he has or like they have or whatever you like whatever the situation is. But like it's I I just thought it was awesome because realizing how much financial turmoil the club was in and then now all of a sudden you have this guy that's completely like that he wants to turn it around and everything so yeah i th- I, th- I think it's, it's awesome.
1: Really great no, especially on, for a for a fan's perspective it's like you've got a chairman who actually like listens to the fans mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's uh i think the situation we was in though is a very obviously it's a unique situation like so i think the weather was going to come in was gonna to have to do something to win the fans over because obviously fans were on edge, they didn't know what was coming next. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because anyone could have come in, said they're gonna do something and then just not do it. But I think the problem was we had so many potential people say, I'm gonna buy Wigan and then they never did. You know what I mean? So we were sort of losing hope and then obviously I was coming said they're gonna buy the club and was like, oh God, they've got someone else who just said the same thing. And then he had that's the actual Phoenix twenty twenty one bought the bought Wigan um and there was that phoenix the phoenix design which i made which got used to announce it, which was great i mean it got a lot of feedback you know what i mean a lot of like positive comments on it and it was just obviously that when that graphic was put out i was just like wow they've actually used my graphics <laughs> what, what else could you ask for you know what I mean? yeah that's a designer's perspective yeah perspective, you got everyone looking at your graphic about the and then they obviously they implemented that design into other graphics going forward with the mm-hmm. Phoenix Twenty One team, so it's still being used. You know what I mean? And it's when I see stuff on Twitter of that, you can just see it that graphic, like so it, they use it like faded out in the background or something. Kind of it's absolutely fantastic. You know what I mean? It's what I've dreamt of. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is what this is what design's all about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially for me, anyway. So it was just great to see.
0: And especially for like your club too. Have have you yeah. were you born and raised in Wigan?
1: Yes, I was. Oh, that. Wigan. That 100. makes it that makes it
0: so much better then. Yeah, I can only yeah. ima- I can only imagine like the feelings like you see that posted and you see it used. Oh damn. Yeah, it's
1: absolutely, it's, it's mad because obviously a lot of me a lot of my friends see it as well, because 'cause they're obviously following me and it's like humans met that like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <they're laughs> You're like, like, fuck yeah I, I made that, they're 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 like, made like,
0: that. Like, <laughs> like fuck yeah I made that <laughs> but no, but it,
1: obviously the situation what at the time when there was an under administration um it was a it was a bad time um but obviously they, they've allowed my work to go out there and obviously lot you, you see a lot of clubs they don't let the designers include their own branding at the bottom of the graphic and there was like obviously get your branding in there because we want to do what we can to advertise you as well and i thought oh, that's brilliant you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah so it's helped me get out there a lot more and uh like my works i think it's it, this is a topic as well it's obviously it's about your work being recognised I think especially when you're first starting obviously your work your work doesn't really get that notice but when you're on stage where everyone's seeing it you think it's all worth it you know what I mean it's all mm-hmm. worth it. It, it and it has in a sense you know what I mean It's. I'm obviously not where I want to I'm not at the end goal like there's still I'm, I'm 24 I've still got a lot to offer mm-hmm. I'm still learning but it's obviously I think I'm on the right path to where, to where I want to be Awesome.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes complete sense, hundred percent. Well, I mean, we we kind of talked about we talked about getting burnt out. We talked about Wigan. We talked about a couple other things. We talked about football in a sense or soccer in a sense of of everything. Um, I thought it was awesome. It went it went in a direction we probably could have predicted it, it would have went in. To be honest, because every a, a, every time we yeah <laughs> a, every time every time we talk to each other, it all gets about it gets about a like a football topic of some sort. So. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome having you on. I, I love love having you on. love talking to you, my man.
1: Oh, thank you very much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it's great to see you doing these things, though. You know what I mean? There's a lot of de- de- designers out there. I think I see no Norwalk Design, um, and, like, essentially yourself now. So it's, it's great to see, like, you're interacting with other designers as well and getting their story out there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's what pe- people like to listen to these things. And it was like the previous podcast you did uh it was that was i watched i watched that and that was a fantastic one so i'm, I'm excited
0: to see you bring them next really <laughs> awesome i i appreciate that i appreciate that i really do like yeah i i think like even though not a lot of people are, are viewing it I, it's it only takes that one person to to benefit from it and then i i feel i feel amazing from it it's 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 no one i mean i obviously i want to do it you know why i wouldn't be doing it if i didn't want to be, if i didn't want to do it but it always makes it makes you feel good when someone When someone's, um, I guess, using it and like listening to it genuinely, you know. Um, But yeah, anyways, guys, thank you for listening to episode three of Creative Process. Again, um, the guest, Kieran, um, you'll see if you're watching on YouTube or watching the Twitch stream live, you see his Twitter link below his face there. Um, All his links will be in the description of Um, of the podcast, so go give this man a follow, Um, especially if he announces that he's going to be working with Wigan, Make sure to retweet that. Um, He definitely deserves it. Um, But Kieran, again, loved having you on, man. Always like talking to you. Um, But this has been episode three. We will
1: see you guys later. Take it easy. See you later, guys.
0: recent ones like adrian gonzalez padres no throw that out the window so happy that they rebranded away from that um oh yeah no, for sure but yeah i don't i i think i think the padres take the cake i mean the i need to look at the brewers uniform maybe
2: (laughs) uh brewers uniforms are pretty good you know i would i would put the padres about the brewers um man i'm trying to think you know, I said hot take. Uh, I don't know if this is a hot take. I think the Padres have a really good look. Yeah, I think they take um, they take it away for sure. Let's see. It's pulling up sportsloggers.net. Let's see what we got. Sportslogos.net. Um, <laughs>
0: or you uh, know, you know what is probably one of the best throwbacks since we're talking sports unis and branding. The Mariners. Dude,
2: this, is I, this is my wheelhouse.
0: The Mariners with their old royal, like Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey Senior. senior with the old royal blue royal blue and the yellow
2: uh that that's a hot take i love the mariners current look i think it's one of the best in baseball i don't think they need to they don't need to go back to the they don't need to go back to the trident i was saying throwback
0: though i was saying throwback
2: clarendon or anything i i think it's a good throwback you know but i think they're their brand is good enough to where they don't need to throw back, really. That's true. Especially because have you watched the, the John Boyce series on the Mariners? No. Oh, dude. Uh, there's, a, there's a Dorktown, like three-hour epic on the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> um, and it just talks about how terrible the Mariners are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's one of the best things I've, I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's just really enjoyable to watch. And um the Mariners are the Mariners were just terrible before they switched to the before they just switched to the teal and navy. Um and I think on some level, you know, you have to recognize like no matter how good a look is, if your team is ass, like there's no reason. That's so true. Know?
0: That's so true. I don't know. Don't they have Corey
2: Seeger? See, uh, this is how.
0: This is how. No, that's that's the
2: Dodgers. They yeah, they no, got
0: Corey Seager though. The Dodgers got Corey Seager from them, did they?
2: Yeah. Um. They got Kyle Seager. Kyle Seager, not Corey Seager. They got Kyle Seager. Uh. They also got a couple of young guys. Uh. Jared Kelenic was supposed to come up in rec shop, and he's batting like one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta love to see it. Oh my god! it is <laughs> And they're yeah, still only here. like seven games back of the AL West. It's mm-hmm. it's a tight division this year. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean we
0: we've got off topic. We talked about yep. talked about college football and your whole role in that. Talked about gotten into NFL, got into MOB. I feel like yep. we hit like I wanted to talk about sports since you directly work within sports, so that's good. We talked about yeah. the things that I thought we were gonna talk about. Um all in all, it was awesome having you on loved yeah, it of course. Um, I probably once that new game comes out which I don't maybe maybe if more details come out a little sooner I don't know if I'm going to be doing this podcast in 2023 Um, <laughs> but once more details come out I would love since you're kind of on the end with the people that are working with that at least you know people that work with that um, yeah. you're going to be my connect for details on that for sure now that I know that because um, I am highly anticipating okay. that game <laughs> Um, all right cool but yeah yeah, thank you for coming on um i really enjoyed having you on um and yeah Yeah,
2: enjoyed being on
0: um guys if you want to follow houston on um his social medias obviously on the overlay right now um watching on twitch or youtube you will see his twitter is right below his face there um as well as all his links will be down in the description below so go follow and connect with this man as well as the good game bro kind of series that he put together with cascade valley so you can see all the assets that houston has created for that so all that's below you want to connect with houston go for it he's a great guy you've obviously heard him talk here um so so yeah thank you guys for watching um and listening to episode two and we will see you guys next time